I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 24 of The Answers Podcast. I'm Jordan Figgio, here with my co-host Maura Gertzo. Uh, Sam is unfortunately sick tonight, so we will be without her because she is not feeling well, so we hope that she feels better. But how are we doing? I, I feel like we have been without one of us mm-hmm. more than we've had the three of us together since we've been on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. It's so weird. It just hasn't worked out (laughs) that we're all able to be here. It it is bizarre because that wasn't a thing, you know, since February. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess it's a good thing that we have we're busy. We have stuff going on. The podcast is doing really well. So it's a Mm -hmm. lot of good stuff. But Sam, we miss you so much. And next week, I'm crossing my fingers. It's a bye week. The Steelers are off, but let's. Let's make this work still. Yeah, we'll fi- we'll figure it out and we can <laughs> we can kind of regroup and take a look back at the first what would this even be like first quarter ish of the season that we've played through yeah. already? A little bit Maybe more. Third. First third. Yeah, third. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brutal. Crazy, do we do we yeah, want to do brutal. that? I mean, that seems like self-abuse. I, I mean, cruel and unusual we- self-punishment. Maybe we can take a walk down memory lane and talk about the years good old where the days. Steelers were like a, an actually really good team. Um, that, that's a thought. But they won. The Steelers won an unnecessary thriller in overtime last night. And I do want to mention that she's praying hard for Darrell Taylor. That injury Dude. looks terrifying. I mean, how familiar did that feel mm-hmm. I'm not sure I in the worst way? In the absolute mm-hmm. worst way, it felt it hit so close to home and seeing him laying there. And I know that people said they saw him move his legs on the field. They saw him move his mm-hmm. arms on the field. I didn't see that. Yeah. From my TV, I did not see that. So I'm sitting here thinking like, geez, like this feels so terribly familiar and Mm -hmm. we are praying for him. And the great news today is that he was at the hospital moving all of his extremities. He had control in his arms and his legs and he did fly back with the team to Seattle last night. So good. All of that, I mean, best case scenario right there. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they're going to be monitoring him. I have a friend who was in a skiing accident, felt nothing, and then weeks later had some (sighs) 
neck injury that just kicked in. So they're going to keep a close eye on him. Our wow. prayers go out to him. Uh, we're thinking about you for yeah, sure. You hate absolutely. to see it. No matter who it is, you hate to see it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's it's the unfortunate real risk of playing this game is that that could happen to anybody at any time and you never right. ever want to see that it just is who it really bigger than football brings, yes I was just gonna say it brings things into perspective in, really in a very does. tangible way and yeah, yes feel for, him, feel for his family oh my goodness I know um, I know but hopefully Hopefully he continues to take steps towards recovery. And it's probably really great that he's back home because that's Absolutely. that's huge. Being across the country, having to be in a hospital that is in a city that's unfamiliar. I'm I'm just glad he was able to make it back home and hopefully and we'll continue to to keep an eye on his progress. Sure. But yeah, well let's recap the game now. Um because it was a different kind <laughs> of bad than we're used to. I mean one. But it doesn't, we were just talking about this. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a win. Today doesn't feel no. like a victory Monday. And this is the exact same conversation that Sam and I had last week, which mm-hmm. by the way, everyone, mm-hmm. I apologize for all of my technique technological issues last week. Um, hopefully that won't be happening again, but it's the same feeling. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. last week felt way more um, depressing if you want to call yeah. it, you know, what it was because of the loss right. of Juju, uh, you know, nothing feels good after a season ending injury like that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the win is, but this one feels so blah. Like it just it feels, feels undeserved maybe is the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Um, yeah. It doesn't I'm, feel it doesn't know. feel right. Let's once again talk about the good and then we can get into the bad because there's quite a bit of it. Um, some Let's of it was it. the Steelers. Some of it was outside the organization. But the good <laughs> was really good. And the good is the reason we won the game. TJ Watt was TJ fantastic. Watt. What the hell? Oh, my God. Every single week, it's like mm-hmm. we have a whole section about TJ Watt. And mm-hmm. I hope that that never ends. I hope that our show starts every single week with a, yep. seg- a segment about how lucky we are to have TJ Watt on our team and how underpaid the man is. Double mm-hmm. it. I don't oh my care. God, seriously. Double it. it. Like I'll, I'll chip in. I don't. I, whatever. Keep, like keep him here for life. Uh, like and typically, not that you don't see players underperform after they get a massive payday, but it feels like. He's only gotten better, like since they. It's like they gave he him this wants deal. to prove that they did the right thing, mm-hmm. and like He's you know, it. you do. You're right. You do see players who kind of regress because they're not looking to earn that payday that mm-hmm. they've already, they've already earned or they've already got. They're like, took care yeah. of that. Like I don't need to put my body on the line. Uh, I'm already getting paid. But no, TJ is literally out there proving to the entire league why. He has the biggest mm-hmm. contract. He is literally out there proving that the Steelers aren't stupid, that he's worth every penny, if not more. I mean, Jordan, read his stat line from last night. I know. Oh, my God. I was just looking at that, and I was still bl- just blown away. Three passes defended, six tackles and one assist. Three tackles were for a loss, two sacks, and one forced fumble, which of course, the was the reason the Steelers won the game. That's just insane. It's insanity from one player in <laughs> one game. 
I mean, and we can talk like all day about the the force fumble in mm-hmm. overtime to essentially win us the game with the help of Chris Boswell. Like mm-hmm. that he was triple teamed on that play. One, yep. two, three. Count him Aaron Donald triple teamed on that play. And he still yep. came up with a strip sack. There is no no one in the league aside from Trayvon Diggs, who is playing disruptive football like TJ mm-hmm. Watt is playing. And yeah. I will give Trayvon Diggs his props. I don't know what that man did in the offseason, but he is lights out. Like mm-hmm. that man, the Cowboys are leading the league in interceptions. He's leading the Cowboys in interceptions. Had a pick yeah, six we'll last night. Like Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just so funny to me because like every single year, TJ is this disruptive physical force Mm -hmm. on defense. But there's always someone who's right in that conversation with him. And the one year that it's not Aaron Donald, it's Trayvon Diggs. Uh Like, yeah, or Stephon Gilmore from however many years ago it was that he beat. Right. Three. Yeah. Whatever. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Right. But, I mean, he, yeah, you know, dumb. he was up on t- on uh, Gino's arm early in the mm-hmm. game, um, caused, you know, that, like, I don't want to call it a pass, but essentially a deflected yeah. pass. He, he batted his arm. Um, it, he... Throughout the game. I mean, it wasn't just the end. It was Mm -hmm. even when you saw the defense absolutely fall apart in the second half of that game, TJ was still making plays. So, yeah, he was in a world where there are two quarters of football and one of which our entire defense decides to stay in the locker room. At least we can count on TJ Watt being on the field. At least. And he, 
Cam Hayward also had a great yeah. game. He's just having a career year. I, career uh, year. And outside of Trayvon Diggs, I think that Cam is right up there in that conversation for defensive player of the year because he's just he, – this feels like the first year that people are – there's a buzz around him, not just locally, but nationally. Yes. Yeah, and yes. that's so exciting. Statistically, he is the best defensive lineman in the league right now. I got a lot of heat on Twitter last week for saying that he is the best defensive player, period, in football right now. Mm-hmm. Last week, I mean, week in and week out, Cam Hayward is proving Number one, that he is a top defensive player in the league. But number two, that man is a future Hall of Famer. And I'm not getting ahead of myself here. He has been so consistent and Mm -hmm. consistent in the way that every single year he's getting better. And that doesn't mean that he wasn't good last year. He was great last year, but he's better this year. I mean, it's an anomaly. He, he... We saw in the entire second half of that game, you know, Pete Carroll made an adjustment at halftime to run away specifically Mm -hmm. from Cam Hayward. And they were able to succeed. I mean, he is an X factor for us. Mm -hmm. And just a huge presence, such a leader. He's unflappable almost. It just feels like he carries the weight of the game every single week because he just he feels that responsibility and he shoulders it and he's uh, he's another one that we're just so lucky to have him on our team he said that about TJ and his um media availability last night that we're just so lucky to have TJ and everybody would say the same about him he, but he's so absolutely humble too that he doesn't he doesn't really view it that way he just views it as this is what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it well and look at all the people that are around me that are at, like just mind-blowingly good at football right Right. And he is the kind of player who and these are the kind of guys that you pay and that you stick you keep in your Mm -hmm. locker room. You keep on your team. He elevates every single player around him. The reason that Mm -hmm. defensive line is so strong is because of Cam Hayward, because of him. So you look at a guy like that and I'll be honest, like I've met a good amount of athletes being a reporter for how long I was, Mm -hmm. um, being involved in this industry. Um, Cam Hayward stands out to me, not only as an athlete on the field, but as a human off the field, Mm -hmm. he is meeting him. It's just, you know, that he is of the utmost integrity and Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing to see someone who is so humble and kind and just open and almost soft-spoken in a way and in some Mm -hmm. areas go out on the field and be the kind of player that he is and I'm just like you said and like he said about TJ like we are lucky to have Cam Hayward very lucky he's really special and I I hope the team can get a ring for him before he retires oh Oh my god um but it will be a travesty defense, if not. It, it will be. I think we should riot. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> what that would change, but it we would riot at dawn. Feel better. Exactly. 
my God. But Trey Norwood also is looking really sharp. What a late Can round we? steal for the Steelers. Dude, the biggest value pick in a long mm-hmm. time. Trey yep. Norwood trucking DK Metcalf. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk about that for a second. I had to double mm-hmm. take that play. He put DK Metcalf on his ass. This is the mm-hmm. biggest receiver in the NFL. And Trey, yep. little Trey Norwood put him on his ass. It was so oh my God. that hyped Amazing. me up in mm-hmm. a way that I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. He was all over the field. And when you look at the the stats from last night, when the Steelers eventually did get super taken advantage of, it was on the ground. It wasn't through the air. They had yes. a couple plays that were meh. But for the most part, they they did a great job of shutting down uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Trey Norwood was a huge reason why it just <laughs> unbelievable awareness and uh, IQ. He was just, he was with it every single play. Tyler Lockett didn't touch the football until the second half. I mean, Craziness. that says so much for a secondary that going into this season, you, Sam, and I looked at each other and said, how the hell is this going to work? Uh. <laughs> like, we were like, we trust that front seven, but like, that secondary besides Mika, how's it going to work? Mm. And while we saw some glimpses of like Terrell Edmonds of the past last night mm-hmm. with that childish tackling. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, oh it's, my God. It was so uncharacteristic of him this mm-hmm. season, but yeah. obviously for us, it's like, oh, well, there it is. Um, yeah. we, we are familiar. <laughs> right. But um, no, you're right. I mean, Trey Norwood is, I think he is solidifying every single week his role on that on that mm-hmm. defense, on this team, uh, that heads-up tackle for loss to take the Seahawks out of field goal range uh, mm-hmm. when they were going to tie the game. I mean, granted, they, they did it. The, that, when you think about it, was one of the only reasons why we were able to win that game. Had they gotten yep. into field goal range, game would never have gone into overtime because they yeah. would have been – Three points up on us at that point. Mm-hmm. So, Trey Norwood, yep. thank you. Let's fucking thank go. You, sir. <laughs> yep. We appreciate your service. Salute. <laughs> he, he was great. Obviously, Chris Boswell. What? Oh my Bruh. God. He uh, talk about getting better every year. And that I mean that final that final field goal was like nothing to him. Just completely straight down the middle of the uprights. Unreal. It was like perfection. And did you see him getting ready to kick the field goal? He's like unfazed, like just swag for days. Like this guy, it's like nothing touches him mentally, which is such. Not anymore. I mean, tangible growth from where Mm -hmm. he was a few years ago. I mean, Twitter was calling for Chris Boswell's head a few years ago. And we've said this in the past. Thank God the Steelers. Don't uh-huh. follow people on Twitter and listen to all the couch oh GM's God, advice. And they stuck by their man. And mm-hmm. now he's the third most accurate kicker in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. So suck, suck on, on, that, on that, Twitter. that Twitter. God. I think. <laughs> Wait, did honestly, we just say the same thing at the we same did. time? <laughs> yeah, we did. That was adorable. But I, I if, like, 
whenever he started struggling, I, I kept saying it's the, it's the placeholder. It's the, it's not him. It's whoever the F is holding the ball for him. It's not working. They're not synced. What the, I was, I just had a feeling and then it became this mental snowball where he was just like the yips. Yeah. It was like the perfect storm, but now Presley Harvin, that tank, he, he's like a freaking rock back there. Dude, um, and they're like besties too. Like, did adorable. you see how hyped Presley was for Chris when he won the game? Mm-hmm. Like, man, amazing. It was good I stuff. And t- like, the crowd was into it too. I was Jordan. I you was were there at the game. It, yeah, it was insanity. Talk it was to so me. Loud. Like, I, oh it God. sounded so loud on TV, and I'm like, this is it such a wild. departure from the Raiders game. Like yeah. that game was. It felt like no one was there, but like that was such a nice change of pace last night. Yeah. I don't know if it was the fact that it was the first primetime game, the the Hall of Fame inductees right. were there being honored. I think it was there were a lot of variables that were in play that allowed us as the crowd to really be super into it. And you saw early on at least, uh, throughout the first half i would say as a, as a whole it it was really getting inside the heads of the seahawks they just kept having to regroup they couldn't really yes. get on the same page on offense we we were yet again a factor in in what was happening on the field and it was awesome and that was why the first half was so fun even though the offense was a little it but it it was just like we're making a difference. Let's keep it up. And it right. Was, I mean, yeah. and, and we saw it against Denver too. We saw the delay mm-hmm. of game early in the game uh, against Denver, and that's what an involved crowd is able to do. So it was mm-hmm. really. I mean, it was obvious watching from home that the crowd was really invested and involved mm-hmm. in that game. And that's just something that you can't like. Fa- you can't manufacture that. So. Yeah. Uh, while the Seahawks are used to crowd noise, um, I'm glad that we were able to bring it in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. as well. It was dope. It was awesome. But that sums it up for the good. So let's get into the trenches <laughs> here. Uh, what the fuck was up with that second half collapse on defense? Dude, I mean. Alex Collins, 101 yards on 20 listen. attempts. Our defense? Alex Collins has always owned the Pittsburgh defense. When he was with Baltimore, we struggled mightily against Alex Collins. I don't know what that man does to this defense, but he just absolutely debilitates them. It's pathetic. Here's the thing. They were able to go in at the half and adjust their game plan, and we didn't adjust ours at all. Even after seeing what they're doing on the field for an entire Mm -hmm. drive, an entire quarter. Yep. We're not able to adjust. Like, that's an issue that I have with Mike Tomlin right now. Yep. Because you've got to be able, and Keith Butler, if I'm being honest, adjust your defensive scheme to match what the offense is bringing to the table. Sure, in the first half, we looked great. They made adjustments because they knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Adjust to what they're doing. I mean, like, yeah. listen, I know it's not like doing addition like it's not two plus two but it's not rocket science either i mean there is a solution here to stop the run 
And we're just like, it was embarrassing. We were getting oh gashed God. on the ground. Absolutely. 10 yards after 10 yards after 10 yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they let Geno Smith throw the ball even once Ever. in the second half. Yeah. It didn't need I don't know to. why that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, even when we knew the run was coming, mm-hmm. we were unable to stop yeah. it. It was like we were. a nosebleed. It, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, it was so bad. And the worst part, the worst part, and I think it hurt the most watching Minka be the offender in this scenario, those missed tackles. They just, yeah. it, it looks like they think that if I just plow into the guy, that'll knock him over. No, you have to wrap your wrap arms. Him why, up. why does it feel like somebody needs to explain proper tackling technique to you? You're a professional football we- player. Why are we sitting here saying wrap him the fuck up mm-hmm. and Minka and Edmonds and yep. we saw uh, Melvin Ingram do it last week. They're not yeah. doing it and they've been playing football their entire lives. Guys, guys, you're you playing professional football work. players like uh-huh. there. You can't just hit them and expect them to fall down. Like act like you've been here before. It was it's weird. <sighs> it's, it's like so the weird. fundamentals aren't. Mm-mm. It's like they're forgetting the fundamentals of this game. Yeah. And we've seen it time and time again this season in every single aspect. I mean, I have no explanation for it because it's weird. It feels yeah. odd. It doesn't make sense. And I think that what we're feeling is this disconnect in what's being said and what's tra- what it's translating to out on the field. And for me, it constantly, not constantly, consistently, that's probably a better word, feels like I'm watching some college kids in uh, an obscure conference thinking that they can go up against a team like Bama and just because they're football players, they can hang. It just like right. it doesn't ever feel like they're really all that prepared for anything. And right. we stopped them, we shut them down in the first half. But you're right. It was like it was as if they didn't even fa- they couldn't fathom the possibility that Seattle might play differently in the second half than they did in the first half. And they were like, let's just keep doing like, what Why we're isn't doing. it working? Why isn't yeah. it working? It's it was, Pete it, Carroll. It's not Mike McCarthy. Like you're right. Right. A, it felt he's a good coach. Weird. Exactly. And I mean, he, he knows how to win, which mm-hmm. clearly we saw last night. Seattle had no business. That game never should have gone into overtime. We're over here upset about mm-hmm. the refs, which we will get into. We'll get into the officiating. Yeah. We're over here. You know, Twitter's blowing up about the refs and that absolutely abysmal final play of regulation. But yeah. let's talk for a second about how they never should have been in that position to Mm -hmm. begin with. The Mm -hmm. defense gave up 17 unanswered points. That never should have happened. That never should have happened. It shouldn't have been a thing. It was pathetic. There's no other word to describe it. It was absolutely pathetic. pathetic. You look on the offensive side of the ball and you look at a guy like Najee Harris, who is throwing his ass on the line every single play, getting nothing, by the way, because yeah. that offensive line is atrocious, and we'll get into that yeah. as well. But his 632 scrimmage yards, as of now, are over 100 yards more than any 
other Steelers player in history has had in their first six career games. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is doing stuff like that yeah. throughout these games. And the defense is shitting the bed, like taking yeah. all of that away from an offense that's been struggling for the past five, four or five games. Like, guys, can we play a complete game of football? It hurts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really don't know if they can. And that was one of the one of the points from last week that you and Sam talked about. Didn't even have to touch that one because it's the exact same problem this week. Why? Why do they let teams come back like that? They need to find a way to dominate all four quarters and they just don't. And it's infuriating. And it feels like the offense and the defense are working against each other as opposed to working with each other because the defense sucked ass in the second half, but the offense wasn't really doing much of anything. It felt like they went back to this weird, confusing mess of like laying in play calling. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We saw so much creativity on that offense in the first half. We saw the run pass option. We saw play action. We saw jet sweeps Mm -hmm. and they were successful. They were, they were getting first downs passes over the middle, like creativity abounds. And then the second half has started and it's like, Mm -hmm. we're just going to revert because the fir- yeah. weeks two, three, and four, everything worked fine. We're just going to go back to that. They abandoned the run when it was working. That was weird. Yeah. It was, it was the so offensive bizarre. line, I mean, yes, there are issues there. Why is it better when Joe Haig is in? I and don't if know. it's better when he's in, why is he not starting? Why don't they keep him in. Yeah. That's a great question. I don't know. It's another confusing factoid that just, I, can't wrap my mind around. I d- There's so much about this team that makes me scratch my head and then pull out my hair because I just can't handle it. It just, it feels right. constantly like they're looking at what they have and they're, they're not being honest with themselves about what's yeah. going on. And even if they are, they're like, well, we have time. No, you're it's- running out of time. Exactly. And we're taking one step forward, two steps back. You look Mm -hmm. at Ben, that entire game, pretty much Ben's arm looked great. Yeah. Ben's he threw a beautiful free play ball to Deontay Johnson. Yep. Deontay couldn't get to it and he will fault himself for that. Guarantee Mm -hmm. it because that's the guy he is. Um, He'll fault himself for that. Are we saying that's his first drop? You know? Yeah. We'll see. Doesn't matter, though. It does it matter. He's our clear yeah. wide receiver, like our number one wide receiver. Like yeah. that's a done deal. Um, but you see Ben looking 
good mm-hmm. and throwing deep balls. And you see Pat Fryermuth getting more time in the absence of mm-hmm. Juju. You know, you're seeing all these things come together on offense. So we're taking a step forward there. And then you go to the second half of that football game and it's like, yeah, let's get lackadaisical. We're, we're chill. Mm-hmm. We got this. Have you ever no, played in the NFL before, boys? God. No, you don't. It's not know. over till it's over. In it's Pittsburgh, not, we know obviously. that better than anyone. Yeah, because we freaking let people come back all the time. All the time. Why? All why? The oh, time. Why? Oh, and it is the most I, frustrating thing. And there just seems to be this odd miscommunication between Ben and the receivers too. I like. And the route I, running. it feels like half of the time it's one side's fault. Half of the time it's the other side's fault, but they just cannot seem to sync up in a consistent way where they're running the right routes for what Ben is thinking and expecting they're going to do. And the ball just ends but it's up like, totally uncatchable. Right. They either don't run far enough or they run too far and you can tell when right and you can tell when after the throw Ben's frustrated because he knows where they're supposed to be and his receivers are not there and I'm not going to say Ben's 100% not at fault here I'm sure there are some times when he's overthrown or underthrown the ball Mm -hmm. but you look at a a case like Chase Claypool all the athleticism in the world but the the miscommunications between him and Ben specifically have skyrocketed. Yeah. Skyrocketed. It's very It's bad. weird. And it's also frustrating because this kid, like, his ceiling is so high. Mm-hmm. But then it's like he can't make the contest. He can't win the contested catches. He he's isn't even dying to draw a PI. Yep. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, well, if I – I don't have to try that hard to catch it because most likely I'll draw a PI. Like it's like that's what's going on in his head. And it's mm. so frustrating because you look at Chase Claypool and his his skill set and his size say mm. that he should be so much more dominant yeah. in the slot or as a wideout. It in both scenarios and he'll play yeah. a lot more slot with Juju out and he actually looked pretty nice in the slot in the mm-hmm. beginning of the game last night. Yeah. But it He's just a weird case right now. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what's going on with him. Um, but I wish that he would work a little bit on those contested catches, the 50-50s, because he's just not coming down with yeah. them like he should. They're off his hands. Yeah. They're off his head. It's weird. It's so – it's bizarre. Hitting his chest, like, it. it's just – it's very strange, and I don't know what's going on with him. It seems almost like he gets – his mind gets a little bit ahead of his body – and yeah. he's not quite synced up to the point where he can actually execute the plays when he needs to. Right. And I've seen people saying like, oh, Chase Claypool is just not that good. No, I don't buy that. No, it's not true. I, th- It's mm-hmm. not true. I think Chase Claypool can be great. I mm-hmm. think that it's just going to take a little bit of, again, practicing the fundamentals Mm-hmm. Of football, like let's really hone in on the stuff that everyone should be doing in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's going to be about for this team. That's what I really see 
them lacking is just really yeah. like a good understanding of the fundamentals. It's like they're forgetting and they're trying to get cute with it. Yeah. Oh, God, that drives me nuts. And sidebar, the penguins have been known to do that. And it's like when you do have that much talent, sometimes right. it is really tempting to go yes. for the flashy play. But look at look at what Deontay Johnson had to do in the offseason to fix his drop situation. Hit the yes. jugs machine. That was it. Yes. Hit the jugs. And like, that's why I say like yep. it's doable. Mm-hmm. Like it it's is. not. It's so easy. It's so simple. But no, yes. it's for the most part. And I know that my attitude tends to swing this way too. So I get it. I get it. But you want to skip that portion of the the rudimentary stuff to get straight to the, oh my God, fantastic yeah. moments. And it's like, you cannot, you can't um, hopscotch your way past it. Like you have to, you have to dig in and do the, sim- the simple stuff before yeah, the you're stuff ever going to see a doing difference. Your whole life Mm -hmm. like it doesn't get to just fall by the wayside there's a reason why people say like the foundation is in the fundamentals if you Mm -hmm. have a shaky foundation if you have shaky fundamentals your whole game is going to fall off that's Mm -hmm. I mean let's not overcomplicate this if this team would focus on the fundamentals of football that they learned in Pop Warner in middle school in high school like I think that they could really benefit from that. I mean, we've, we see really great. I think so too. We see such like, there's so much talent. There's too much talent, Mm -hmm. too much talent for them to be performing the way that they're performing. That's the bottom line. And across the board too. Because you look at a team like Kansas City, all like they have Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, who has not looked great uh, by any stretch (laughs) this season, but that's another story. Yeah, He looks like garbage, but they're about it and they're they're three and three and that makes sense because their offensive line is meh and their defense is trash. pretty bad Ass yeah trash. it's pretty bad yeah uh, so that makes sense because a quarterback and a wide receiver can't carry a team but the Steelers are supposed to be one of the top defenses in if not the best yeah. defense in the league and injuries aside and the offense with Ben who is a veteran Hall of Famer Najee, who is, uh, by most accounts, he was most people's pick to be rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Yep. And Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, all of these guys on offense, there's talent across the board. So that's what it, it just ultimately feels like it comes down to, again, I'm going to use that word disconnect between mm-hmm. what's happening or what's what's being said and what's going on and i think we even we even see this just like weird dynamic of mike tomlin's refusal to go for the fourth and short when the offense is heating up it's just like he does he not understand what that can do to momentum I know. and confidence I know. of the team if he shows that he is at least willing to risk it and and let them go for it And Ben clearly wanted to go for it Mm -hmm. on the play that you're referencing. Ben clearly wanted to go for it. This is not the first time that we've seen this happen this season. And then you compare it to, and I hate to do this, but Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. And you see Harbaugh look at Lamar and ask him if he wants to go for it. And he's like, all right, 
Let's do it. You yeah. want to go for it? Let's do it. I would love to see Mike Tomlin have that confidence in yeah. his quarterback. I normally say take the points. I'm mm-hmm. normally an advocate for taking the points. And you know with Boz we're going to. But at that juncture, we had had a great offensive drive. And mm-hmm. They're finally gelling a little bit. We saw an end around rushing TD from Eric Ebron. I mean – Like there are things happening on this offense that we can get excited about. Mm -hmm. And then Mike Tomlin says, no, come off. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I think that there is something to be said for instilling confidence in your guys. And at what point does Mike Tomlin pulling them off the field? At what point does he lose them a little bit? Yeah, and has I think he, already. he already has. Yeah, yeah, I think he already has, and I think that's why I'm I'm not sure that the the boomer fans would fall into this category, but I think that's why a lot of people, maybe even in our generation, look back wistfully at the days of Bill Cower because mm-hmm. he was a risk taker who had that kind of relationship with his players that was very clear cut. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. I'm I'm not we're not going to lie down. We're going right. to fight until it, the very end. Right. And it's commendable and you love to mm-hmm. see it because it's that fire that you want your head coach to have. We yeah. saw that fire in Mike Tomlin last night when yeah, it came to the refs. Right, the exactly. Hell? So like I know it's there, Mike. Mm-hmm. I know you got it. Like, bring it. Let's go. Show your guys. Like, there needs Mm -hmm. to be some confidence between him and his quarterback and that offense. And listen, I know they haven't shown him much. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. But Mike Tomlin doesn't necessarily have a history of playing it safe. So why now? Why now? In moments where you could really elevate your team, why now? Yeah. Like, sometimes we meet. Exactly. Like, at this point, what do we really have to lose? We're not a good football yeah. team. We're not a good no. football team. So you take the edge. You give yourself an edge. And mm-hmm. he's not giving his players any edge to work with. And there's mm-hmm. a reason that they look tired and burned out. There's a reason for it. I mean, yeah. they were so fired up seeing him fired up on the sideline. Oh, my God. Seriously, I was fired up. I was like, where I has was this too. man been? Give like, me let's more. Let's bring the energy. Like that mm-hmm. that's what we're missing. And so yeah. I would love at some point this season for Mike to just look at Ben and be like, yo, you got this? You want to go for this? Yep. And Ben says, Yep. And then Ben hands it out to Najee. We get the first down or get the touchdown, the goal line touchdown, yep. whatever the hell it ends up being. Mm-hmm. But like if this is Ben's last season, like go let's let it. him do his thing. God. Come on. Yes. Like it's let loose. It's infuriating. A Right. It feels like he's waiting. Mike Tomlin is waiting for proof that he can trust his guys to do that. But it's become this like chicken or the egg situation. Like you're not going to get the proof until they know that you are confident in them to follow through on the momentum. And they're not going to give you proof if you're not trusting them. It's just this like cycle of, oh, my God. Lord, it's exhausting. And I just real like, seriously, uh, the officiating was bad last night. It was, it was bad from the, the 
fumble, the whatever you even want to call that, that was so weird. And then the very last play of the game, it was bad, but it shouldn't take shitty officiating to get Mike Tomlin to that point. Like, get that fired up for your guys. Like, exactly. The game itself, not because you feel officiating is garbage because everybody knows it's garbage. Everybody is. Yeah, this is news to nobody. Yeah. Are you new, Mike? This is news to nobody. They've been terrible for as long as I can remember. It's, yeah, you're right. It's frustrating. Like, especially, and I keep going back to this, but like, especially in a game like last night, like we had so many guys really show up last night from Eric mm-hmm. Ebron to Pat Fryermuth, mm-hmm. Alex Highsmith. Welcome God, back. He had himself a game. Uh, Welcome back, Alex Highsmith. I was so pumped for that dude. Stuff. Like, yeah. and he killed it. He killed it. Chris Wormley, like everyone across yeah. the board had their points that were like, oh my God, who are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hello. I am so happy you're in Pittsburgh. And then yep. like, a stagnant moment like that just like killed all of it. Inflating. It really did. It yeah. really, really did. And we needed TJ Watt to come through again to fire us up. So you cannot rely that heavily on one player every single At game all. to get you. Not to even TJ Watt. Like, Not even TJ nope. Watt. It you doesn't can't. Work. You it can't put that on someone's shoulders. Right. Yep. And I just, I don't know if we're ever going to break free from that cycle because again, kind of talking to that same point of the complacency, like that, ah, we got it. TJ will get it. It's fine. Like that kind of attitude. (laughs) Uh, Snap out of it. Do you, you know, what happens when his groin goes out again? Yeah. God, uh, call better plays, please. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. God, it's infuriating. I just, I yeah, I'm very thankful that it's finally bye week. Um, oh my god, I feel like we I feel all like need I can it. breathe. <laughs> I know a Sunday without like this stress induced heart arrhythmia. I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself. Sleep maybe. Oh my, breathe, eat. Uh, you know, yeah. like normal human things. Yeah, it's gonna be very enjoyable. We're gonna have a nice little. Sunday might go to Home Depot. I don't know if there will be enough time. All right. Oh, my God. There you go. I'm quoting old school. <laughs> oh, my God. Went right over my head because I've never seen it. Oh my God. <laughs> Your face. You're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Home Depot. All right. Go to Home Depot. You, man, Home Project. I'm like, I took that so literally. Um, I know. I mean, maybe I will. Who knows? Why not? You'll you will have the time for it. I will have the time. I'll have all the time in the world. We need the bye week. Uh, the guys need the bye week. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs the bye week. A little bit. It is yeah. It is a welcomed break. And normally I'm sad about bye weeks because I get so bored. But at the same time, it's like okay, I, I can take care of my health. Year. Yeah, my health matters this week. Cool, sweet. Can't wait to be bored. Oh my goodness. It's going to it's going to be a good week and then we get right back into it for week 8 uh going to Cleveland. So we'll see if this team learns any lessons in the next week that they can implement in that game prep. I doubt it, but you know, <laughs> I can hope. The bar is low. It's the so bar low. is low. Expectations are low. I would even say non-existent. Yeah, I mean, going with zero expectations. Listen, Cleveland, maybe without Kareem Hunt, 
They may be yeah. without some offensive linemen. So like, and it is Baker. And they're with so, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything can happen. <laughs> but their defense is really good. So we'll see. They know. are. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Some other date. Uh, for now, we're off. The Steelers are off this week. We don't have to. Raise the roof. Space. I know. Not Can't like wait. I taught you. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Oh, Lord. Love oh, quoting the office with you. It's the best. I do it way too much. And Me too. People don't catch it most of the time. But let's let's wrap this up because I could I could quote the office all night long. Um, Me too. It's been real as always. Thank you to Steeler Nation for joining us. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers and on Instagram at Yinzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe so we can kick it with you every single week. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yinzers.